Welcome to the January 15th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is Joshua chapter 22, verses 9 through 20, and the sermon is entitled, Problem with Perception, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. As we open the Old Testament book of Joshua, chapter number 22 today, I want to take a couple steps back because we've had a, a five-week break from the book of Joshua as we have gone through it. So many of you may have forgotten where we left off. And so I want you to know we've already preached one sermon out of, the, out of chapter number 22 from the first eight verses. And that sermon was titled, A Call for Protection. As Joshua gathered the tribes together and he is getting ready to send the two and a half tribes back to the eastern side of the Jordan. And, and Joshua proclaimed a blessing over their life, proclaimed a promise and a call for protection over their life, and reminded them this, whatever you do, now this is the Jeffrey Revised Standard, okay? Whatever you do, don't forget God. Do we need to hear that today? It's not an Old Testament thought. It's a very real thought in our lives as we open the Word of God. And so that uh, first sermon was a call for protection, and I just want to read that challenge in verse number five real quick as a reminder. It says this, but take diligent heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments and to cleave unto him and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. If you ever needed a motivational speech, just circle verse number 5. Read that every day as a reminder of the children of God and what we need to do. But now, we move on. And I want to say this. This is my favorite chapter over all of the book. Tomorrow morning, when I get up, I will be in the office and I will work on the last sermon in this book. We've got five more sermons to go. But listen here, as we think about how quickly we've moved through Joshua, chapter number 22 offers us so much to think about. It offers the call for protection, the reminder to be faithful to God, the blessing that was given to them as they head back home. But for you and I today, I want you to know, as things go on in life, listen to me church, things happen so quickly. Things change so quickly. Maybe you think you're on the right track and then all of a sudden something happens and the wheels fall off. Has anybody ever been in that situation where it just seems like it's all gone wrong? Maybe too. You've been in a situation spiritually and you're saying, hey, everything's going, going great. The water is smooth. And then here comes the wave. And it feels like it's taking you under. And I want you to know, to just to be ready in those moments because God is still in control there. I want you to know as things flare up in my personal life, but also in the life of the church, it's hard to deal with those things. But there's one common word that I want to focus on today, and that is this, perception. Perception. Today we're going to talk about the problem with Perception. Perception is defined as the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something by using your senses. 
You interpret a situation by seeing or by hearing about it. But listen, the problem with perception is this. You don't know all the details. Listen to me, church. You don't know all the details. And when we get involved in some of those situations, guess what? The children of God can be wrong. And so this is not a warning for anybody in particular, but for Christians in general. Perception will get you in trouble if you are not careful. Well, how in the world does this fit into an Old Testament story? Let's read about it. Joshua chapter number 22. We're going to read verses 9 through 11 as we start out this morning. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh returned and departed from the children of Israel out of Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan, to go into the country of Gilead to, uh, to the land of their possession, whereof they were possessed according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And when they came into the borders of Jordan that are in the land of Canaan, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh built there an altar by Jordan, a great altar to see to. Verse number 11. And the children of Israel heard say, Behold, the children of, of Reuben and the children of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh have built an altar over against the land of Canaan and the borders of Jordan at the passage of the children of Israel. I know today, if this is your first Sunday here, you're like, what in the world is going on? Well, here's what's happened. As the Old Testament begins and Joshua goes through, a lot has happened. They have entered the promised land. They have conquered the promised land. And Joshua has already broken them up and sent them and given them land according to their tribes. And so what is happening here is the two and a half tribes on the eastern side of the Jordan, it's time for them to go back home and so Joshua blessed them he turned them loose to go back to the land that they wanted and so here we read that as they go away they start their journey back to the eastern side of Jordan and then something amazing happens and it happens quickly the first point I want to get to you today is this the problem with perception is this where it starts where it starts when I think about what these children of Israel are doing they began to construct an altar and as they began to construct that altar and build that altar they're gonna build a large altar that when they get to their land and their side of the Jordan whenever they feel that they need to that they can look back and they can see this altar and they can be reminded of what God has done that was the heart, that was the intention of building the altar. Something that they could see from a long ways away and just be reminded God is there. We've got a steeple on the top of our church. It's wonderful. You drive from 29, you come down 151, if you look in the right direction, you will see the cross. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. What these Israelites wanted to do is they wanted to build an altar so that as they looked out, they could remember that God brought us through so much. 
the intention of the two and a half tribes to build that altar was good, but the perception of what they were doing and why they were doing it wasn't good by the other nine and a half tribes. As that, those other tribes see them building an altar, they start to get in an uproar. Because Deuteronomy chapter number 12 commands altars of false gods to be torn down and the people who built them to be destroyed. And here was their thinking. There should only be one place where, where you come to meet God. And people need to come to that one place and that's where they need to meet God. They already had the tabernacle. Why build an altar? You've got a place to worship. So the nine and a half tribes said... They're starting to worship other gods. That's the perception that they were thinking. I want you to look again at verse number 11. And I'm going to read it and I'm going to stop. I'm not reading the whole verse. But look at verse number 11. And the children of Israel, listen to this word, heard. Look at me real quick. You need to underline, you need to circle that word, heard. Because a lot of what gets us worked up is not factual things. It's not something that we put our eyes on or that we know for sure. We get worked up about things that we hear about and that don't even concern us. No amen. But I know I'm right. Because I am guilty. We get worked up. And we get, we get in, a, in a shape and anger and a fit because something we heard about. And we sit there and we march around and we think about it. And we come to our own conclusion or we perceive on our own without all of the facts. And friends, I want you to know the church is guilty here. The church is guilty of perceiving. And it all comes back on something that you just heard today as we look around and we look around us I want you to know how quickly the tactics of perception and assumption go into effect in our life when we assume something when we perceive something we think it's the gospel remember this is a message to the church it's a message to me where does it start it starts when they heard something. And just because they heard it, now there's a commotion going on. Now they perceive that the others are worshiping false gods because they're building this altar. And guess what? They're getting ready to elevate that to a whole new level. We'll get there in just a second. I've only been in this position a little over six months. And, and through the grapevine, there have been so many things that have made their way back to me. God bless y'all. I love you. I love you. But here's what you need to know. The choir's not going anywhere. Somebody said I was getting rid of the choir. I, the choir will not go anywhere. But somebody heard something and it got back to me that the choir is done. So I know it's true. And how we can hear one little thing. And we take it and we run. And the next thing you know, half the church thinks the choir's gone. And who's at the brunt of it? The new guy. Thank you. Amen. 
Friends, I want you to know that's one small example. But that's how it works. That's how it works. You put it in the community, you put it out there, and next thing you know, it goes like wildfire. Social media is dangerous because of this. Because you get worked up over something you see, you can do nothing about it, and the thing that you should be doing is praying, and yet you're getting worked up about it. And so what we need to do is be careful about perception. Because the problem with perception is where it starts. And if it starts in your ears, you are guilty. So they're building an altar. They're worshiping other gods. They're leaving their first love already, and they haven't even made it across the river. That is the perception. Let's look where it goes from here. Look at verses 12 through 15. And when the children of Israel heard of it, there's that word again, the whole congregation of the children of Israel gathered themselves together at Shiloh to go up to war against them. And the children of Israel sent it to the children of Reuben and to the children of Gad and to half the tribe of Manasseh into the land of Gilead. Phinehas, the son of Eliezer the priest, and with him ten princes of each of the chief house of prince throughout all the tribes of Israel. And each one was a head of a house of their fathers among the thousands of Israel. And they came into the children of Reuben and to the children of Gad and to half the tribe of Manasseh Unto the land of Gilead, and they, circle this word, spake with them, saying. So here is the issue. Point number two. The problem with perception is this. It always includes a response. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to confess to you, Pastor Jeffrey does not like social media. Because the problem, I've learned my lesson. I responded one time, and then that was it, man. I was just, I, I, was, I was done. I deleted everything. I said, I'll never do that again. I learned my lesson. What in the world does social media do have to, have to do with building an altar? Well, here's what it has to do. They built an altar, and they didn't like it. And here's what verse number 12 says. As they didn't like it, the whole group, the nine and a half tribes, all at once said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to war with them. Just because of something they heard, they were ready to kill them. And they just dismissed them. They were ready to wipe them out. And so today the problem with perception is the response. The attention to the word in verse number 12. We see it. they had heard about it. And now at the end of verse number 12, we're going to go kill them because of this. I want you to know this. As we think about this, this Old Testament story of, of them rushing out to go to war over something that they heard, how many of us are guilty of, of, of murder in our own heart? That's a sin, just so you know. You make a rash decision or assumption or perception, and you, you execute that within your own mind and your own heart. And we respond incorrectly to the things that are not of God. I want you to know, this cannot be the response. But I will do this. In reading verses 13 and 14, I will submit to you today that the Israelites were Baptists. 
Because the first thing they do in verse number 13 and 14 is they form a committee. Any problem within the church, you can always fix it in a Baptist church. Just form a committee. Well, that's exactly what they do. That's a joke, just so you know. I'm just kidding there. Don't leave here taking me serious. But they do form a committee. They take the spiritual leader, Phineas, and they take representatives from each tribe. And here's what they do in verses 13 and 14. They go. Look at verse 15 with me, will you? It says, They came unto the children of Reuben, and to the children of Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh, and to the land of Gilead, and they spake with them, saying, Man, at the end of verse number 15, we're getting somewhere. At the beginning of our reading, they're ready to kill them. At the end, they just want to talk to them. They just want to sit down and talk with what's going on. And so I want you to know today, Across this room and those that are watching live stream today, the best way to solve conflict is to sit down and talk about it. You may call me old school and at 40, I don't think I'm old school. But the best way to figure something out is to talk it out. I've texted somebody before. And just because it wasn't a long, drawn-out text like they expected, they thought I was mad and didn't want to talk to them and didn't have time for them. That's how they greeted me. I'm sorry I bothered you. Sorry you didn't have time for me. Sorry I got... That's not the what. That's perception. In all honesty, I was probably busy. The best way to handle things, sitting down and talk. Don't you dare send a text message. Don't you dare make a phone call. Don't you dare send an email, a private message, a letter, smoke signals, whatever you do. Don't you dare send those things trying to settle a dispute. Because it leaves so much for interpretation. And so what I want you to see from this scripture here is, yes, they could have marched to war and they could have wiped them out and they could have killed them. But they said, no, 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 better yet, let's take some leaders and let's go and talk it out. Let's go sit down and talk and tell them what we, what we think they're doing. And so the best way to solve problems, parents, listen to me. Talk to your kids. Don't scream at them. Don't yell at them. Just simply talk to them. Husbands and wives, you need to communicate with each other, knowing that that communication will settle many disagreements. Families, you need to talk to one another. And listen to me, I'm not going to leave this one out. Church family, we must talk. We must talk. And so today, I hope that you can see through Scripture the problem with assuming something or perceiving something and ready to kill somebody. And then what happens when you just go and talk to them? Maybe today, within your heart or within your life, within your family, within your circle, there's somebody right now in your mind and your heart you know that you need to go and talk to. I pray as Christians that you will be that person that does that. Point number three, moving on, verses 16 through 18. As these leaders began to talk, here's what they say. Thus saith the whole congregation of the Lord. What trespass is this that ye have committed against the God of Israel to turn away this day from following the Lord 
and that you have built it you an altar that you might rebel this day against the Lord. Is the iniquity of Peor too little for us from which we are not cleansed until this day? Although there was a plague in the congregation of, of the Lord. But that ye must turn away this day from following the Lord. And it will be seeing you rebel today against the Lord. That tomorrow he will be wroth with the whole congregation of Israel. Point number three today is this. The problem with perception, it involves confrontation. How many of you in this body and watching live stream today, how many of you like the word confrontation? Not a soul. Maybe there's one. <laughs> I hate it. I despise it. There's, there's one thing a youth pastor growing up, the youth pastor in me hated. I hate teenage drama. Okay? And I really don't like confrontation. But guess what? We, we give uh, confrontation that negative spin. Confrontation is not always a negative thing. But I want to say this. It can be good and bad. Many try to avoid it, but I want you to know that my instruction to you as your pastor is this. Just pray about it and do it to get things settled. You need to settle these things. Ephesians chapter number 4, verses 26 and 27 say this. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. How many of you went to bed, don't raise your hand. How many of you went to bed this week upset and angry at something going on? And yet what this verse teaches us, when you do that, you give place for the devil to get into your life. And so a confrontation sometimes is necessary to settle these things. The Bible says don't go to bed angry because it's not good. We see in these verses... Verses 16 and verse 18, that the nine and a half tribes, their biggest concern was this, is that their brothers and sisters had transgressed, that they had rebelled against God, that they had turned away already. It hasn't been that much time, and you've already left God. That was at the heart of their concern. And so, until they spoke that, until they went to them and told them that, nobody knew. The heart of the nine and a half tribes is this. You've left God already. You've left God already. So today, I want you to know, there's sometimes my heart aches for that. People that leave God and make decisions and get angry and leave the church. You know the recipe... For somebody going through a hard time, the first thing they do, write it down, leave the church. Leave the church. That'll fix it. No, 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 no. Friends, here's my message to you. When something goes wrong, run to the church. Run to God. The church should be a place in this community where people come and they can get fed and they can get ministered to and they can be ministered to and then sent back out. And so today, if you're hurting, I pray, I pray in all my heart that you are being ministered to right now. But here is the reminder that is thrown up, and you can write this down to read it later. Numbers chapter number 25, verses 1 through 9. They mention Peor in verse number 17. 
as the Moabites led Israel into worship of Baal Peor, a Moabite god, a fertility god, a, a god of sexual immorality. And here's what happened. 24,000 people were killed. 24,000. Read about it. The book of Numbers, chapter 25, verses 1 through 9. And so at the heart of these tribes is this. We do not want to suffer the wrath and the punishment of God because of your disobedience. They didn't want life to be lost. They didn't want to suffer from the choices that these others were making. Confrontation, listen to me church, is not always easy or good, but it, it must be done. Let's choose to delegate and talk. Let's choose to do something other than gossip. Let's choose truth instead of rumors. Let's choose to sit down and talk about reality instead of perception. And friends, it doesn't start with somebody else. It starts with me. And it starts with you. And it starts in this house. The problem with perception is that it leads to, or, excuse me, leads to confrontation. The last point, verses 19 and 20. Notwithstanding, if the land of your possession be unclean, then pass ye over unto the land of possession of the Lord, wherein the Lord's tabernacle dwelleth, and take possession among us, but rebel not against the Lord, nor rebel against us, in building you an altar beside the altar of the Lord our God. Did not Achan, the son of Zerah, commit a trespass in their cursed thing, and wrath fell on all the congregation of Israel, and that man perished, not alone in his iniquity. We've already preached through the story of Achan, and there it is again. We don't want to suffer for what one group or one person does. That's the story of Achan. And so today, point number four is this. is forgiveness is rarely extended. The problem with perception is forgiveness is rarely extended. One of our troubles as human beings is forgiveness. Now listen to me, church. Christians, we rely on forgiveness every single day. Am I right? And yet when we extend forgiveness out to other people, we have a hard time doing that. Now, the chief concern is this, that the two and a half tribes have gotten away from God. What do you do when you are concerned about somebody getting away from the Lord? What do you do? Hopefully you'll say, Pastor Jeffrey, I haven't seen this person in a while. That's one avenue. I can't visit 900 and some people, but I'll try. Maybe you reach out and go visit. But here's what I want you to see. Here's what happens. The nine and a half tribes say this. We, we don't want you to turn your back on God. But if, if it has damaged your land, if it has put a curse on you or your land, here's what we want to extend to you. You come and be a part of us. I don't want you to miss this. Look at verse number 19 again. Notwithstanding, if the land of your possession be unclean, then pass ye over unto the land of possession of the Lord, 
wherein the Lord's tabernacle dwelleth, and take possession among us. When you are concerned about somebody's spiritual being, here's the best thing you can do. You slide over and you make room on your pew and you tell them, come sit with me. Don't talk about what they're going through. Don't question what they're doing, going through. Here's what you do. Make room and you say, come with me. God can fix this. And so today, I want you to get forgiveness from this. Today, we're not just a bunch of people in suits and ties that think we're better than people. That's the perception of the church. I'm just a normal human being trying to get to, through a rough world with an awesome God. And I'm trying to tell everybody I can about Jesus along the way. And so, friends, today, sometimes people lean on you and trust your ear to hear things. Maybe there's a moment in that conversation where you just simply say, there's room for you. There's room in the house of God for you. That's what they said. Come to the land where the tabernacle is. Come and worship God. Come and bow freely with us. We will make room for you. Do you see the hand of forgiveness extended? Now, how does something go from, I'm ready to kill them, to come join us? The only way that happens is when God is at the center of it. God has to be at the center of it. Today, church, I want you to know that there are many people that are out in this world that look different than me, that live lives different than me, and the greatest thing I can do is offer them a place to come and learn about Jesus Christ, who can change their life. What we think we can... I can't change anybody's life. Only God can. Quit thinking you're the one to change the situation. Bring them to God and let God do the work. And so today, church, I want to encourage you to slide together and to make room for the people in your lives that you know need to come and need to worship a holy God. This week, will you find a way to extend forgiveness more than an ear? That you will extend a, an invitation to church instead of a gossip session. The problem with perception, and all that I set at my desk and I contemplated, the problem with perception is me. It's me. And when I get myself out of the way and put God in the picture, it's amazing what He can do. And so I, today, that's my invitation to you as we close down this message today. Quit talking about wanting to do it. Quit talking about needing to do it. Just do it. If you need forgiveness from a holy God, today I believe that He meets you in this place. Before you pack up, I want to say this. There's one more concluding sermon from this chapter that comes next week as we look at the other side of the coin as the two and a half tribes take their turn to talk and to voice their concerns and that sermon I'll give it to you because I've already written it is this same passion different perspective
today, I know that we all have different backgrounds, but we are here to serve the same God. Anybody here with me? Anybody in here can say amen to Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? And are there ways that we can touch our community and touch our families with that great love? I believe so. And it starts with us. Friends, today, if you are here, this is probably the most important part of our worship service. We give time for God to do the work. And so in a moment of invitation, if there's something on your heart, this altar is open for you to come pray. If you want to take a pastor by the hand, you can do that. But if you want to come and just bow before a holy God and say, God, let it start with me. God, lead me to the one that needs forgiveness. God, help me with my ears and my tongue. God, let me be the beacon of light in this community for you. Christian, what part is God moving you that you need to work on? Why and what must you change? But maybe today you are here and you're not a believer. Maybe today you have never ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your life and to change you. I want you to know no matter what the world throws at you, Jesus Christ is the best thing that ever happened to me personally. And I say that to tell you this. I believe Jesus Christ can change any situation out there. He can change a life that is destined for hell and give it life and purpose and put it on its way on a new course to life everlasting. Today, if you're here and you've never asked God to take that sin and remove it from your life, Today, here's the opportunity. Just come before him, bow before him. Let him know that he can change your life through the old rugged cross. Church family, I want you to know these messages always start with me. I'm not preaching them at you. God preached them at me. I'm preaching them to you. As we move forward, we always must look to him. Let's pray together. Father God, Lord, today, as we give you this worship service, Lord, we thank you for your presence here. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity, Lord, we have right now to bow before a holy God. And as we do that, Lord, we understand that you're, you're dealing with imperfect people, people that are hurting people that are trying to do their best, people that are serving you and serving you well. God, you're dealing with every person in this room and those that are watching live stream. God, in this moment of invitation, this isn't a twist of, a, of an arm from a preacher. This is the twist of the heart from a God that just says, trust me. Trust me with whatever you're going through. Trust me in this season of life. Trust me. Lord, today I pray for that heart today that needs to look in the mirror and say simply this, Lord, start with me. Make my heart better. Make my life better. Maybe there's one person here today that will come and say, God, I pray for those that I can reach to. Lord, today, if there's a heart that needs you as Savior, I pray, Lord, through the blood of Jesus Christ and, the, and that alone, Lord, that you will make somebody new and clean in the powerful name of Jesus Christ when they admit and believe that they are a sinner and they come to you. Lord, we've seen that last week, and I pray if there's one here this week, you will allow that to happen. God, today, 
Make us people that desire your heart and your way. Remove the feelings of anger and replace them with your love. In Jesus' name. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.